Welcome to the darkest corner of the internet, where we talk about everything that everyone gets in trouble for talking about. Uh, we look at random shit from all over the internet, and uh, pretty much anything goes. So, just like our other podcast, this is Carrie Hooper and... Ashton Bachman here. Oh, yeah. So, I'm actually way more excited about this podcast, because... We don't have to try to talk about metal for an hour or two, <laughs> which is which harder is... to do than you think, man. Exactly, yeah. It really is. It just turns into reviewing songs for 80, 85% of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's tough. But uh, I'm excited to do a few more episodes, talk to some bands. But I'm, uh, yeah, also a bit more excited to have the constraints lifted a little bit. Almost oh, definitely. I mean, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Yeah, this this is a podcast where okay, so Ashton and I are not coming out with this podcast saying that we know everything or that how far from that, or yeah. far from it or that our opinions or what we're debating like we're not extremely polarized. Maybe that's even the point of this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, and we're not taking a hard left or right agenda on anything. We're just going to make fun of a lot of stuff and talk about things and it's just us working out current issues together. Two two laymen in the middle of nowhere. Y- yes, in the struggling middle of to make sense of of whatever the fuck is going on right now. Yes, but things you will see repeating uh, in with my opinions when they come out uh, will be like I'll make fun of a lot of polarizing news articles. So there is a bias, obviously there somewhere in in my content or whatever, but right. Uh, definitely going to be making fun of and trying to reduce scrolling polarization in our generation. I think it's really important. Like, I watch five minutes or ten minutes of the Young Turks and I like want to puke now. <laughs> <It's so laughs> and I used yeah. to love them, like, re- a lot. Yeah, I used to watch them every day. Every day, and, yeah. Like, look uh, forward uh, to. Because it was an exciting new way to get the news. And, right. uh until the election. I didn't mean to cut you off, Ashton. What were you saying? No, just, just really, it, it, it was such a fresh, uh, fresh new way of getting information that at least I didn't really see what, <laughs> what they were up to, for lack of a better term. Right. Yeah, and then it's recently, like you said, you can't watch five minutes of of a video without you know, at least I start to feel kind of sick to my stomach and it's kind of just it's the same when you watch for instance like the rebel media yeah but I mean it's just like they in their voices they hold such contempt for the adversary that it's it's like it's yeah stomach churning yeah it's um it's like so blatant you know yeah and even the the mainstream news everyone everyone's talking about this now but like MSNBC, CNN, even Fo- Fox has been like it forever, but now all the other ones are getting like extremely polarized. They're up to Fox level. Yeah, yeah they're getting yeah, to Fox. Exactly. Well, man, people will argue that they've been there for a long time already, but I didn't see it at least until it, it's become so blatant. Right. Well, I mean, I feel like Rachel Maddow's like that's a new thing, you know? Like, like I watched Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. It's progressed. Dude. it's progressed i've saved a video for this podcast um anyways uh when she did the story on or pepe oh my god and no did you see it 
No, not oh, yet. Oh, it's it's epic, man. Like yeah. uh attributes it to being completely, you know, Nazi and doesn't even like cover the fact that it came <laughs> from 4chan from gamers. Yeah. Well, all the communist Pepe memes. <laughs> yeah, I think that should be the next probably, one. There's far, probably far more. There has uh, to be some, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, studies have found that social media caused depression, and I've heard that around the board. Like, that's not just some random thing. Yeah. It's uh, Psychologists are talking about it. And uh, I think a great... Like, what this podcast is, is basically all the shit that comes from the people I know on Facebook and Reddit that, like, make social media great for me. Like, right, yeah. like my Facebook feed is great. There's a lot of, like, crazy mm-hmm. political stuff, but it's all really funny to me. And then there's actually a lot of just random hilarious shit, like the, the so picture of the flat it. earth with the comment. Have you seen it no. yet? No. It's, no. I saved it for this podcast. You're gonna, I think you'll laugh real hard at it. Uh, Great. I've been talking about it for seven days straight, and like every single time I bring up <laughs> that meme, I still laugh. Yeah. Really wanted to go live, uh, but my computer's a hunk of shit. Well, no, it's all right. It's just graphics card is crap and doesn't handle the broadcasting program well. Mm. Yeah. But we're going to start off today by scrolling through a bunch of crap I saved on Facebook that I thought was either funny or interesting. We'll start with funny. <laughs> so Ashton, if you're on the the thing yeah. there. Yeah, I got the list. Yeah, we'll start with uh, what's what's a joke so stupid that it's funny. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so know. this is from r slash ask Reddit. And the question is, what's a joke so stupid that it's funny? I figure there has to be some gold in here, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> top comment. My wife accused my wife accused me of acting like a flamingo, so I had to put my foot down. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Soldier, I did not see you in camouflage class. Soldier, no, that okay. Officer to the soldier says, "Soldier, I did not see you in camouflage class." The soldier goes, "Thank you, sir." <laughs> Air raid Jade says, "What do we want?" Low flying airplane noises. When do we want them? <laughs> I feel like I'm losing brain cells by the moment. Are we contributing to, to the dumbing down of the masses here? Every time I laugh, <laughs> uh, a needless flame war is started in a YouTube comment section. Right, yeah. No, I'm just joking. Um, this is what I like to see on the internet, you know? Yeah. It's just a bunch of people having fun trying to make each other laugh with some stupid shit. This is and, uh, this is what it used I'm to gonna be. I'm going to just scroll down and see if I can catch uh, a Trump is Hitler reference here in, <laughs> in this happy spot because you never know. Yeah. Okay, so we got from Graham Graham McFarlane. Graham McFarlane. Mm-hmm. What a fucking username. Two clans are eating a cannibal. One one turns to the other and says I think we got the joke wrong. That's so bad. <laughs> it's like uh, we just every listener just like stopped. No. What do you call a friend? This is from uh, Render Clipper. What do you call a Frenchman wearing sandals? <laughs> what? Philippe Philop. 
<laughs> oh my god. Guys, if you haven't smoked weed before listening to this podcast, now's the time. <laughs> There's a big one there, but I don't really want to read it. <laughs> oh, this one's really bad. Uh, from Remote Features on Reddit. Where do sick boats go? The dock. Ooh. <laughs> it didn't actually get any upvotes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Give a man a jacket, he'll be warm for life. Teach a man to jacket, he'll never leave the house. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, <laughs> uh, these are so awful. What do you <laughs> from Renegade zero one nine one? What do you call a dog with no legs? It doesn't matter. He's not gonna come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just that's yeah yeah. Borderline morbid. <laughs> what do you call a blind deer? What? No idea. Oh. <laughs> what do you call a blind deer with no legs? Still no idea. <laughs> what do you call a blind deer with no legs and no penis? Still no fucking idea. Uh, what's the username? Uh, that's from Finkalicious. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay well I scrolled almost to the bottom of the thread and I didn't see uh, lock Hillary up or Trump is Hitler so we're, we're doing good we're in the clear for now um, yeah. do you get this one that it got almost 5,000 upvotes 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42 what is that what uh, is that? 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42 what like the numbers from Lost or some shit. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know. There's like some crazy comments there on it. Like, here's my son in all caps. I don't know. Yeah. Sort of familiar. Maybe someone listening gets it. Oh, I got one more. I got one more from uh, 12, 12 inch pianist. <laughs> <laughs> what is the dentist's favorite time of day? You ready? <laughs> Tooth. Yeah. Hurty. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that sound just accompanied the bad joke so well did you drop the mic no i just i went to do a drum roll but oh. my mic's on the table so i don't really know what i expected all right but it worked it worked yeah all right um, so yeah that that definitely got me warmed up so just just uh last piece for me on that subject i'll i'll hit you with my favorite stupid joke it's uh what's green and has wheels what Grass. I lied about the wheels. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> is that from All right, your, what's up? Is that from what's your granddad next? or something? What's that? Sorry? Is that from your grandfather? No, it's actually from one of my buddies, Jason. Jason O'Dense. Okay. Yeah. What's next? I'm not sure where he got it. Maybe an internet thread somewhere. Maybe right. original. So uh, next we're going to look at this Japanese game show. Do you see that link? <laughs> you guys get a hand job. Japanese game show where men get handjob while they sing karaoke and can he make it till the end of the song so for audio listeners there's a dude like trying to it's 100% Japanese there's a dude trying to answer questions and there's like a box around him so you can't see his like dick but, but this is fucking amazing 
気づいて。いや、いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや、いや、いや。いや
the crook? Uh, fuck. Snake? Yeah, I think Snake. I think. I don't know. Yeah, and then... Uh, Snake is a scroll, yeah. I forget all their names, actually, almost. And then Barney. Barney. Barney is Duncan, yeah. And then Sydney is the uh, the principal, Mr. Burns. Right? No, Mr. Uh, oh, fuck, I uh, forget shit. them all. <clears throat> He's the principal. Yeah. Langford is the redneck couple. Cletus. And this one's so spot on, man. Sandwich is fucking Flanders. Yeah. Yeah, Sue is a logger. Willie the janitor. Yeah, who looks like a logger in that picture for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's just funny. Downtown is the crazy cat lady. Which is funny because I was just downtown and I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, man. Do you have any change? Like, no, man. I do. Oh, not. dude. Wait, I don't know if you know. Yeah, 50 Cent Lady. Do tell, do tell. No, it's just a, a very famous lady from Victoria, downtown Victoria, 50 Cent Lady. Anyone listening from Victoria will, will know that person. Uh, <laughs> and I think this is a while old, but due to inflation, she upped her ante. She's now asking for a dollar, not, not 50 cents. She asked very specifically for 50 cents for, for years and years and years. So... That's how I keep. That's how I keep track of the times. You know. Yeah, exactly. If you really want to get down to the gritty nitty of economics, you just see how much the homeless people have changed the rates. Yeah. Um, I saw an extended version of this with the Gulf Islands too. Yeah. Uh, funny. Yes, your uh, your uncle shared it, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's where I got it, or saw the newer one from, and it had Salt yeah. Spring on it. And uh, who was the Salt Springer again? Otto the. Um, the bus driver. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and and Machosen has the alien. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a Trudeau's thing here, and it's like I could either play it during the part I want to be funny or the part I want to be political because it's both. But we'll skip it. Hmm. Oh, do you get this meme here? I'm a truck driver with a PC and a dream. I saved it because, like, the guy I got it from, Frank, uh, or sorry, actually, Digital A Spam on Facebook, mm. he knows funny shit, but I don't quite get this meme, so... It's not really a meme, it's more just badass that he puts that dedication in. Right. Because he, you have to, park, you know, you drive for eight hours, and then uh, you got nothing to do, so a lot of guys just fuck around or read or just drive straight or... Mm-hmm. do cocaine or so it's pretty legit that he's <laughs> like rigged a system up so for audio listeners it's the inside of like an 18 wheeler and uh, uh, he has his rig set up like strapped down <laughs> to a desk that's um, pretty nicely built into the cab so uh, he has a swivel chair instead of a passenger seat that's swiveled around to face uh, the rear of the truck where the PC's resting, so <laughs> it's pretty legit. Yeah, that's insane, actually. Dedication. Yeah, it's badass. And then there's the German memes. I don't know if you've seen that, but Germany, their top selling games are like forklift simulator and like you know, uh, semi like truck driver simulator. And so there's all these memes of the industrious German man. Like getting up to work early and <laughs> operating a forklift and then going home and 
playing Forklift Simulator. So uh, it would be quite funny if one of his favorite games was what's what's the actual name? Truck Simulator. Is that the actual name? Probably is. Yeah. Truck driving simulator. Truck driving simulator. It's like, yeah, practicing with 18 wheelers and shit. Yeah. Funny. Anyways. So uh, I'm not even going to click cool. this one, but uh, Capcom announces Mega Man 11, which ooh. is a big deal for a lot of people. It's not for me, but. Ooh. For you. Okay. Well, when I saw it, I, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm saving that one. That's exciting. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. Just I think that's cool. <laughs> yeah, for old time fans. Yeah, exactly. Mega Man even influenced like uh, metal <laughs> in a huge way. Yeah. Do you see this one? We want this woman to always report to us the news stuff. Yeah, I see it. Okay, so when we played the last video, did you have to like load it yourself or? Uh, I yeah, I played it. But did you mute? me to make that work or can you barely no i just muted the my video okay yeah yeah all right well let's watch this one cool my friend came to the door she said well i was on the phone cooking me and my baby some breakfast and she said hey something wrong is popping i said what she said yeah i said no so the girl come downstairs she come out her apartment with her baby with no shoes on i said oh girl it's cold outside she said something ain't right i said oh man she said oh man the building is on fire. <laughs> I said, no, what? I got my three kids and we bounced out. Uh-uh, we ain't gonna be in no fire. Not today. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Man. <laughs> uh, it, you know, it always ends up being some, like, poor black person that's, like, some epic little news them. report. Like, do you remember Hide Your Kids and Hide Your Wife? Yeah, and ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And do you remember the Alabama leprechaun shit? No. Oh, man. No. Uh, it's worth finding right now. I've never heard of that. Okay, go just quickly go to YouTube if you have the screen cap on Alabama leprechaun. I think it is, will get you, <laughs> get you the video. Leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama. The first search result after Alabama L-E. Well, obviously. Yeah. Leprechaun in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming report? by the dozens yeah. to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun. This is already residents in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! <laughs> Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We don't get down to the bottom of this. 
Yeah, stay down there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars all smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute, which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a back that tree. I want to know where to go. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah. It looks like somebody got a really good look at it and got that good drawing out Who there. did that? I want to know who sketched That's fucking amazing. Oh, man. I, I, I literally teared up while watching that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, dude, I can't follow that up with anything. Uh, well, let's move on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait, what's this here? Oh, that's stupid. Oh, man. Man, this is just a Facebook post. But to see the one there with my uh, my profile picture, and it says I'm not a grammar Nazi. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Yeah, it's just like a simple little post made by my friend Digital A Spamala. Follow him on Facebook. Uh, I am not a grammar Nazi. I prefer the term alt right <laughs> alt dash w r i t e. That's fucking you know like that should have been in the first list of things we did. It's it's beautiful. I like it. Yeah. As soon as I loaded it up, it made me laugh. Okay, the next <laughs> one. The next picture we have here. Yeah. DNA results confirm the remains of a Viking warrior are female. That's not even proper grammar. She slays female Viking warrior uncovered. And then it's the nice little button set up meme. It's like Vikings were female according to DNA or gender as a social construct. Let's stop and talk <laughs> about that for a second. So basically... After like paying attention to the whole gender thing, there's two kinds of people. There's people that have decided gender and sex are a separate thing and are no longer an interchangeable word. And then there's people that think it still is interchangeable and it means the same thing. Right. So I haven't really uh, found where I sit on that. But that's a well, thing. I, I, uh, where I sort of sit is obviously the the word sex means one thing and people that are trying to argue that now are not even really worth paying attention like i can't even fathom how you make a case against biologically determined sex yeah some people make that case which is like i absolutely insane for a variety of reasons though i'd love to debate someone about why they think that Mm -hmm. Or not debate, but just, you know, it doesn't have to be debate, but I'd love to do that. Anyways, moving on. Um, but then gender. So right now, it's like we have we do, as a, as a civilization, have two genders. Uh, there are tribes that have existed in the ancient world that have had multiple gender roles. Um, so like several African tribes had like three or four roles and you would have like gay men they had a, a word in the language that would reference the pr the archetype of the of the, of the faggy guy so 
And then the archetype of the big hunter gatherer type warrior type guys would be a different word altogether and they would play different roles in the society. Um, just like how we have roles traditionally where a woman is a homebody, the guy goes out and gets stuff for the home, uh, they would have a third role that works with the other two roles for that word. So I'm not opposed to that. I think that that could be a natural thing that we evolve to, but we actually, well, we sort of do have that and we're moving towards it, but we, we really have to pay attention to how we get there like if we start trying to enforce any anything at all then it's not actually what's happening what's happening is you're enforcing so what needs to happen is it by itself to a point where we can just reference it and everyone will know what we're sort of talking about we do sort of have that and it's it's upsetting that it's sort of like um they're almost negative connotations like when i said faggy guy Everyone sort of knows what I mean. Uh, right. So we do already sort of have terms for them, and we do have a loose idea of what their role should be. But I think then that's where uh, there needs to be a stepping up on their part, even though that might sound shitty, but almost a stepping up on their part to establish healthy roles that we can identify and put words to that aren't negative connotations. But right now, the way that a lot of people are going about it creates the opposite effect where it's like it almost creates negative um, energy, for lack of a better term, just by presentation, um, the way that they're doing it. Um, and it's absolutely insane. It's turning into a new authoritarianism as opposed to the natural evolution of a widening of tradition. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think that's why like, we don't exactly fit on the right and we don't exactly fit on the left, or at least I don't, because uh, um, a lot of the, a lot, both sides are almost equally at fault for uh, the expansion of polarization. Right, and if you're going to talk strictly parties, both in Canada and the United States, if you're talking about conservative party, Republican party versus liberal or democratic, it's like not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but it's it's two birds, it's two wings of the same bird, right? It's like uh, yeah, yeah. So um, basically, the polarization is only working against everyone being polarized. That's all I'm going to get to without getting into detail. But that's what I think. Like, And all this gender identity stuff is just another way to cut and slice us into an infinite number of groups. <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. Because yeah. it, it doesn't end. No, well, it can't, exactly. It, it, will, it will never end. Someone will always have a new idea. You know. So, yeah, and it's exactly the opposite of, uh, of a consolidating new... Uh, archetype or role that we can identify it's like a weird confusing disorganized angry authoritarian blob mm -hmm. what's really weird is like putting it in the school system for for very young kids it's happening in some states and some parts of canada right. yeah that's uh, and yeah california <clears throat> i think that's uh 
Like, I, I don't think that's right in any, any sense of the word. I don't think individuals have any right to even really talk to their kids about what's... I mean, there's obviously a fine line. Like, you can talk to your kids about what genders are. But one of the biggest problems is these moms and dads who, like, almost enforce uh, a new stereotype or a new form of this association and it's not like in for it's like entertaining like you don't necessarily want to make serious a kid's entertainment or even try to pull anything that amounts to seriousness out of their little brains until they're quite older a lot of people are trying to extract the like well sometimes i think being a girl would be more fun like a little thought in a boy's head they ex be <laughs> <laughs> they extract one of like the most renowned and universally shared experiences of wondering about the other gender. Mm -hmm. um, and they make serious life altering uh, like chemical <laughs> injection, uh, chemical injections available for the kids. So not injections like, you know, but you know, but it's hormone treatment. Yeah. Hormone treatment. God damn. I just yeah. yeah, that makes me sad. Like if I were to have kids in school, I, I'd be like terrified, you know. Yeah, you don't want to like make any sort of. You don't. I, I wouldn't want to create stigma around how you feel about your gender. Um, but I think when you're allowing kids to try to transition before they have even developed uh, like a fully functioning conscious brain, and I'm talking about specifically like. 14 to 16 to 18 year old males and stuff like we don't actually have a working brain until we're about 25. Yeah. Like you're, yeah. So to start basing, to start altering your body, which is in effect, like not necessarily something we want to pay attention to anyways. Like we want to make sure you're healthy and you can move around in it. Uh, but I, I don't see why such focus on trying to present yourself a different way before you're even fully formed enough to make that decision. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, you, you want to be put together well enough before you fuck with it. Yes. I don't know. Whatever. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, in my experience, I was very confused about a lot of things until I was probably 27, and which is now. I mean, I'm turning 28 pretty soon, but... Right. Literally, like, yeah, just when in terms of certain kind of identities and whatnot, you don't really settle in to to your skin until you're yeah 27. So until then, you just have to keep trying different things in life, and things some things work, some things don't. And the most confusing part of that is definitely sexuality of of growing up especially as a male maybe as a female too but i'm speaking as a male right like from the ages 12 to maybe 21 it's like uh it's like yeah. there's a always a monster in the back of your head saying just come all over her just come all like all day like <laughs> all day all doesn't right. matter and like that kind of that kind of comes down like calms down as you get older but it's fucked up, yeah. So you don't need to confuse kids more. Yeah, or or um, and one thing, yeah, teach them that that's uh, shameful or serious or mm -hmm. 
you just want to be like, well, it's, it is serious in a certain sense, but you want to be educational and informative instead of um, knowing the right way to proceed forward against knowledge. I don't know. Right. All right, let's move on for now. Yeah. Okay. Now load up the next picture there, the four, the one in four parts. Load that shit up, Ashton. Fucking okay. beautiful. Oh, yeah, I did see this. So it's the flat earth disc with the meteor streaking towards it. And the next pane is a dinosaur seeing the meteor coming towards Earth. The third pane is the meteor striking the disc Earth and wobbling it. And the fourth pane is dinosaurs flying into space. Like the, like the first, I don't know, six to seven days of like talking about this meme, I piss myself laughing every time. It's worn off a bit now. I should have saved it for the podcast, but if you, if you have video capture of this, you're probably laughing right now. So, Flat Earth. Uh, debunked. Oh, let's call that should be the name of this episode. Flat Earth debunked. <laughs> yeah, it'll bring in all those crazy people to start like arguing on the comment boards, and we'll get on the algorithm and whatnot. I wanna, yeah, sorry not to cut you off, but I really want to debate some of these people. <gasps> like, you know, get them on the show if they're down. Like, dude, first debate. I, I'd love that. Yeah. Yes, Flat Earther, and like we'd have to be respectful, but fuck, I'd be laughing the whole time. I think. Yeah. Right. Well, I would be respectful because, truth be told, I'm like genuinely interested in how they think that way. Right. Um. And and then if if that genuine interest turns to like we reach a point where they just are demonstrating like a huge leap of faith, then you can kind of call them out. But that's where you got to try to be respectful, I guess. Yeah. And I've actually, I meant to give credit to everyone that I have shared that, shared things from. So that, that photo I shared from Jordan Matchett's timeline. And I'm not sure where he got it from or where the original content is from. Mm. All right. Now the, now the one from, uh, with the Nazi, you see that? Uh, video captures racist tirade at Calgary Superstore. No, no. It's, uh, the second last one on the list. Uh, all the way down. Yeah, all the way down. The second last one. It's a picture that says fascist and anti-fascist. Da, da, da. I got this no, from all caps. Who's a hilarious person to follow? You follow. He's actually like totally, yeah. Totally, yeah. Yeah, he trolls me like a lot, <clears throat> but I like him. So, do you have the image loaded, Ash? Yep. All right. So, for audio listeners, we have a chart. And there's three columns and one, two, like eight rows. And there's a Nazi sign in number two and uh, anti-fascist in number three. And it's just basically a chart pointing out the differences between the two. And this is fucking ridiculous. So political goal, fascist, wants to build a white ethno state. Anti-fascist, wants to not do that. It's like, okay, great point. Okay. Willing to use violence. It's like fascist. Yes, in order to build a white ethno state. Anti-fascist. Yes, in order to stop the fascist. Like, when was the last time you saw someone on TV like calling for a white ethno state? Tell me. I've never seen it. Only like, like anyone with credibility. I mean, or with you know. It's basically just Richard Spencer. Yeah, it's literally like just yeah. Dozens of followers. And the fucking media has decided to just throw the term alt right on everyone. 
and try to equate them. Try to they like try to equate Dave Rubin with Richard Spencer, <laughs> dude, you know, or, or Ben Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fascist yeah. Jew, the Nazi Jew, even better. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what should we do with minorities? The fascist says kick them out of the country at bare minimum. Anti-fascists say um equality question mark. It's like you guys are really like not selling yourselves great here. You're lazy. <laughs> it looks like anti-fascists are lazy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looks like a piece of propaganda, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Okay, so free speech. Fascist, absolutely not. Anti-fascist, not for Nazis, advocating for genocide and stuff. Otherwise, yeah, it's cool. It's like, dude, Man, I, like, I see your target audience here. Yeah, I see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're doing. You're going after, like, you know, the tweens just getting on the goddamn Facebook and young teenagers. And now you have a clause uh yeah anyways yeah Yeah. go on what to do with the centers jail them oh sorry for fascists jail them they're unpatriotic for anti-fascists look we just don't want nazis to come back you guys (laughs) it's a bit funny like i it can get a giggle out of me but over like the majority of me is just a little bit like uh, yeah it's like kind of cute but really annoying yeah kind of cute really annoying and pretty blatantly like because you can do this with anything, right? And just before you finish, like you can make a chart like this to represent any side. And I could just flip this around, right? Because you could say political goal, anti-fascists want to eliminate uh, anti-fascists, uh, want to eliminate fascism by any means necessary, uh, Nazis not to do that. Right. Do you know what I mean? And it's so, about uh, as effective, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's as effective as it is to the people they're trying to propagandize towards right so it doesn't actually do anything in the in terms of information or actual dissection of what's going on or analyzation what it actually it and it makes it like a few quirky winks towards that which is what the left is always so smug about it's like they're like yeah we could go into detail if we wanted to, but we won't because you're too stupid to get it. And then if they do go into detail, you can pick it apart quite easily, quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, um, unless you get a, a good writer. Uh, but uh, yeah, finish the chart. Yeah, sorry. Right. Uh, what I wanted to say was, uh, oh, shit, I think I think I lost it, actually. Fuck. Yeah, it'll come back. Yeah. So what to do with the centers? Fascists say jail them. They're unpatriotic. Oh, wait, we did that one. So Jews, fascists say no. Anti-fascists say yes. It's like, okay, well, Ben Shapiro, remember you guys called him a fascist. Color scheme, red and black. Color scheme, red and black for both. It's like, yeah, it's, this is almost bait. This whole chart is just bait. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And the, the whole thing is like, no one in the political discourse actually wants fascism at all. No. And you have like, you know, a few hundred dudes that actually do want fascism, but they're not represented and they don't have any power. They're just dudes in the hills. And every once in a while, they grab some torches from Home Depot and like hold a little rally, which needs to be called out and and Mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, scared away. I don't have an issue with other people getting riled up about that. That's the whole point. Yeah. But when you're starting to... Um, 
when we you have a league dedicated to the abolition of something that doesn't necessarily actually exist and you start creating subtle clauses that are vague or maybe not clauses i don't know if that's the right word to use but if you start like um if it, free speech not for nazis advocating for genocide and stuff otherwise that's cool so that's fine Inter but if you're wanting to actually make a proposal about that you have to define what genocide and stuff not for nazis advocating something and stuff right so that's why i get immediately annoyed because you can see where that thinking will lead if you take it to its extremity yeah we don't like bad stuff and we'll use violence to stop bad stuff we can't tell you who the bad people are or what specifically that stuff is but you might be bad yeah <laughs> might be doing bad stuff um so they're saying that people in the political discourse are potentially advocating bad stuff i don't know slippery slope yeah what i was actually going to say before that slipped my mind was that you and i are no way defending fascism or fascists or nazis or white supremacists not, yeah. like i think they are absolute that's an absolute like I almost went to say they're scum, but I, I'm willing to bet 90% of those people, it's environment, it's family, it's lack of education, yeah. it's lack of even maybe food. And like that, that makes people crazy. Fucking crazy. Like, well, and they're not, they're not like the symbol that they use to represent them too. It almost belittles what actually went on during the Holocaust because they equate an angry hillbilly who doesn't know anything about the world with the extermination of a people yeah so it just that's that's one of the reasons i get so annoyed he knows um, not what he's doing yeah exactly he doesn't know what he's he's a he's a a dumb idiot in the middle of nowhere who's never had proper education or proper conversation with anyone rational and he's come from a long line of like hard brutal alcoholic dudes like i don't know Exactly, I don't need to describe yeah. the archetype. Everyone who puts their mind to it can understand it easily. Mm -hmm. uh, and then to equate that with the Einsatzgruppen or something is like... <laughs> Which kind of brings me to the point of like, you know, instead of punching a Nazi, it's like, uh, have you ever heard of rehabilitate, don't hate? Like, I think that's a good approach for when it comes to ideal I ideology because... If you fight fire with fire, both sides just become bigger and start fighting each other and it builds and nothing really is moving forward. You're stuck in the trenches just with yeah. ideas, you know? It's it's rid ridiculous. Yeah. But um if you if you teach them, which obviously it's hard to teach, you know, an entire village of people in the middle, of no, you know, whatever. But one person at a time, instead of clocking them with a hammer in a bathroom stall or something. <laughs> Try a fucking conversation. <laughs> you could probably make that person cry by asking them about their dad or their mom. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, th I imagine being a psychologist these days or a psychiatrist. Yeah. Psychologist. And like just seeing the internet, <laughs> this just must be so like angering. <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. Um, so I get the point of, of the graph, and it gave me a chuckle. 
And uh, obviously, I don't like fascists. But I think the thing is... Uh, mm-hmm. It's annoying. So Anyways, we, we yeah. might get... Uh, if you scroll back up to the top, we mm. might get hit with a copyright thing for this, but I just kind of want to like... A lot of people think I'm crazy because I'm like, yeah, but Hillary Clinton's super corrupt. But uh, if you're actually into this and you and you follow it from both sides, and if you just kind of objectively witness the narrative for the last two or three years, Hillary Clinton is not a good person. She may be the worst <laughs> of the two evils. She is the worst of the two evils because Trump Trump is incompetent. And also say, has everyone against him, so he can't yes. do anything. I would say he's highly time. incompetent and maybe like mid-range uh, malicious, but Hillary Clinton is very high malicious and very high competence. <laughs> she's worse. She's not incompetent at all, but she's yeah. So this is actually 27 minutes long, and I clearly can't stream the whole thing. I didn't really cut a section yeah. or pick one, but. And uh, I'm going to recommend another watch called Clinton Cash, I think it's called, uh, on the YouTube. And, yeah, it'll give you an idea about both Bill's run and her. Dude, she was going around talking about uh, the super predator back in, in Bill Clinton's days. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up, yeah, man. Blackmail super predator. Yeah. Yeah. And she was against yeah. gay marriage, like, forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, until it was politically pertinent to switch. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start the video. Uh, you can hear my system sound, right, if you leave it on? Yeah. Because if you hear it, it should be enough. Abby Martin oh. on Empire Files. And this is a, she's now on Telesur English, a fairly small channel. And uh, she's probably going to make it huge because she's amazing. Shift canceling out Hallmark great society economic policies and appealing to anti-black attitudes by distancing themselves from prominent black Democrats, targeting mythical welfare queens and pushing so-called... She calls Donald Trump a racist. Think about that. African-Americans. They're a new generation of Democrats, Bill Clinton and Al Gore, and they don't think the way the old Democratic Party did. They've called for an end to welfare as we know it. Yeah, fucking neoliberals. Welfare can be a second chance, not a way of life. They've sent a strong signal to criminals by supporting the death penalty. Bill swept the southern white vote on his ending welfare as we know it and tough on crime coded racism. We're making some progress. Much of it is related to the initiative called community policing because we have finally gotten more police officers on the street. That was one of the goals that the president had when he pushed the crime bill that was passed in 1994. They are not just gangs of kids anymore. All right, you know about that crime bill, Ashton? Come again? Do you know about that crime bill that she, that Clinton just mes- mentioned? Uh, which one? Okay, so in 94, I'm, I'm a little blurry in the details, but uh, the Clinton presidency, administration, whatever, uh, passed a crime bill uh, about, it, it had something to do with, with black people. It actually did. Uh, maybe, oh, not, wow. maybe not in writing, but because, maybe this is going to uh, talk about it here, but it put a lot of black people in jail is the point. I mean, like, right. like the numbers like tripled per year or something crazy. I should have touched up on that documentary before I did this, but yeah, let's just watch. 
anymore. They are often the kinds of kids that are called super predators. No conscience, no empathy. We can talk about why they ended up that way, but first we have to bring them to heel. Hillary Clinton tries to rationalize her support for these measures today. So for folks who don't know, that term super predator literally is referring to black kids and, and kids yeah. of color in gangs and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this this lady is like on the stage calling her opponent like a bigot and a racist and sexist. Man, Hillary Clinton had so much to do with the the oppression, the economic oppression of the modern black person. And the welfare cut, yeah, that was a big part of it. So the only way women could get welfare was if the man left the house. So like the man would always pretend to like they would always like get divorced, you know what I mean, so they could get welfare. Right. So then all these fucking kids had no dads around. This is actually a thing, dude. And that, like, socially engineered black kids to be, like, you know, all fatherless and fucked up by, by now. Like, <clears throat> now, I'm not saying all black kids. It's such a blanket thing. But in certain economic yeah. areas, people of color, you know. Totally. Yeah, so. Man. Fucking Hillary Clinton. Her. I'm so charged by this topic. Yeah. <laughs> just another example exactly and she's nothing special either i'm not like standing here like saying that she's so much worse than everyone else because honestly it's normal like yeah it's normal uh obama super corrupt uh actually just every president <laughs> ever <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. except for donald j trump right <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's too dumb to like and, like everyone knows what he's up to you know what i mean yeah. Him and Hillary are polar opposites, not in political views, but in like personalities. Like, she could probably get away with almost any, almost anything, and Donald Trump is like, like, yeah, he one's can't even too like robotic. And... <laughs> one's too robotic, and one's way too human. Right. Yeah. I don't think Trump's gonna get a second term. The the Republicans are. Yeah. No. The Republicans might elect someone to the office. I don't think their chances are necessarily too much worse than the Democrats right now. No, but, no, no. Uh, considering what's happening to the Democratic Party, but I don't think he's going to be reelected. No, I. Uh, I don't think he wants to be reelected. No, I don't think he really wanted to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it was definitely publicity at first, and then maybe some way, somewhere through there, he like he was enjoying it, and then by the time it finished, and he realized the weight, right? There's no way he wants to be there. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump, fuck man, this this is how all this started for me. Like when the election happened, all of my favorite like late night TV hosts just flipped a switch and started all doing the same thing. And then like right. the, young, the Young Turks went upside down, and I got fucking pissed off. And then and then all of a sudden I was crazy because I believe WikiLeaks because apparently the, the news said Julian Assange is full of shit. I'm like, it doesn't matter if he has emails or emails, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean he's full of shit? How does that affect doesn't the story? Full of, yeah. <laughs> Have you followed much of uh, Assange in the last few years? Uh, yeah, up until quite recently, actually. Um, I was up to date with most things. I just don't know what the last few months have been like. Yeah, well, he was really quiet for the last about year or so. 
Yeah, and some people thought he was dead. And yeah. I did too for a little bit. Well, it wasn't a stretch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he pissed off Yeah, the the people with the power. So if you scroll down a little bit, yeah. Ash, you will find transgender weightlifter Laurel Hubbard avoids interviews after silver medals. Do you, want, do you want to take a quick talk break after this uh, this story? Uh, it's all good. Uh, sure, yeah. I can, well, oh, sorry. I, I would love to is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, sure. Transgender weightlifter Laurel Hubbard. Oh, God. Yeah, so I'm not really going to read through. Well, okay, we have audio listeners. So basically Laurel Hubbard is a transgender, is a man who identifies as a woman and uh, entered... <laughs> uh, <laughs> A weightlifting tournament. I think there should be sporting laws against uh, references to gender in sport. So you're identified by sex alone, by biological sex alone. Because then you get like that MMA fighter who was a man for 30 years, transitioned and beat the shit out of a bunch of women. Yeah. He was an MMA male fighter, transitioned and then signed up for female MMA. And then he caused a serious, serious injury, like cranial injury to, uh, uh, to several women, like broken ribs and shit, because it was just a giant roided up dude smashing the shit out of women. Yeah. And you, you can't just say, oh, well, he identifies. So then I, I, it's not anything to do with the person. I just think that it should be sports should solely be uh, sex category of biological sex division if, you can, if, yeah, yeah if if people want gender to be uh, a social construct then let's take it out of everything where it's used to classify like a biological yeah. thing so sports school like yeah that why don't we just do that but i have a feeling that like 30 percent of that fucking world will be mad that you even said that you know yeah fuck <laughs> And I'm not just someone who, like, has dealt with people on the internet about this. Like, I thought I was super left, and I had a bunch of really hard left uh, friends. And, like, simply because I took points of rationality in all these subjects, they're no longer my friends. And I'm fine with it. Right. It's like, if, if you're that driven by ideology, that's dark. Like, I don't even want... Yeah. Yeah. But fuck, dude. It's like, uh, this person thinks... Like the main one I'm talking about thinks they're an extreme anarchist, but it's like they don't even see that their reason for not wanting to be my friend has been told to them by a screen. They don't even see it, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. The most brainwashed people are sometimes the people that think they're the freest. <laughs> well, isn't that the truth? I was talking to my little brother uh, a few days ago, and he said something like, uh, uh, the right is the new left. And uh, I thought he had a good point because when I think me and you were becoming adjusted to listening to what was actually going on in terms of political um, happenings, mm -hmm. we were both uh, wanted to challenge authority and think for ourselves, so to speak. And the two representations that we've had of left and right have dramatic shifted so dramatically that now it seems like people just right of center are the ones that are 
but yeah, the classical liberals essentially are the ones that are the most interested in maintaining that tradition of questioning authority and thinking for yourself and individualism. It seemed like when I was just starting to listen to the Young Turks, that was the whole point of leftism. Now it seems the entire point is to uh, just uh, stamp the uh, stamp the ideology. Into, one uh, into one second, process. Ashton, your audio is all fucked up. Oh, is this better? Uh, it got really choppy or something. You want to talk more? Hello, hello. Okay, you're back. Yeah. So, uh, continue. Okay, or... weird. Um, <laughs> the whole point about the the left, early left, back in the day, I guess, was to question authority, think for yourself, believe in individualism, and the uh, the collective will to achieve a better place. And now it seems, uh, but from your own standpoint, right, from a very, like, uh, individually empowered perspective, now it seems like the classical liberal, just right of center, is the, the group that most embodies that. And I think it's just an example of how dramatically our political spectrum has shifted in the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, I can't really remember what we are talking about before that. But <laughs> That's okay. So, um, actually, before the smoke break, there's one more thing I want to uh, to look at. So, have you heard the story about Trudeau? He's bringing back ISIS fighters and trying to reintegrate them in society. Have you heard this? No. Okay, so I know I just recently said uh, to rehabilitate and not to hate, but I think that there's a special case when people go and fight for... Uh, the largest, basically, terrorist group on the planet that wants to kill your entire society. I don't think you should be allowed mm-hmm. back. I just don't, just, you shouldn't even be allowed back. At all. <laughs> yeah. Be left out there to die in the fucking mountains. And I'm, that's brutal, but I mean, anyways. So someone just ripped a hole in fucking Trudeau. Uh, Mr. Speaker, CSIS warned the Liberal government all the way back in 2015 that returning ISIS fighters were a continuing and real threat to Canada. They warned that Canadian citizens were recruited by ISIS, quote, not because they needed more foot soldiers, but because they want to teach the Westerners to take the struggle into every neighborhood and subway back home. So ISIS specifically trained Canadian fighters to come back here and terrorize our community. And the Liberals knew about it for over two years. So why is the Prime Minister so focused on reintegration services and not putting these people in jail? Okay, now, so that guy had a say, and I just want to state I am not right-wing. I, I, I'm more of a liberal than a conservative for sure, but uh, I really don't like Trudeau, and it's kind of obvious. But <laughs> he yeah. does it for me right here. I don't even have to say anything. Just fucking listen. Governments takes uh, extremely seriously the safety of Canadians, and that's why everything we do is focused on keeping Canadians safe. And we know uh, that a society uh, that uh, is is safe is one in which uh, we are uh, using a broad range of tools to keep Canadians safe. Yes, we have enforcement, surveillance, and national security tools uh, that we use to a significant degree. But we also have uh, methods of uh, de, uh, de-emphasizing or de-programming uh, people who want to harm our society. And that's the things we have to move forward. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Order! 
Mr. Speaker, it's this Prime Minister that's de-emphasizing Canadian security, and Canadians are tired of it. Conservatives who amended the criminal code to make it an offense to leave Canada to fight for ISIS. It was Conservatives who were focused on giving our law enforcement new tools to prosecute ISIS fighters. This Prime Minister is using a broad spectrum that includes poetry and podcasts and all kinds of counseling and group hug sessions, Mr. Speaker. When will the Prime Minister take the security of Canadians seriously and look for ways to put these ISIS fighters in jail? I agree with the Conservative guy, though. I do. Yeah, I do too, which I never thought I'd say. It's not worth one guy coming back and like blowing up a mall and killing a bunch of kids. You know, it's not worth one, not one incident, not one. It's not worth it. There's a risk. There's a percentage risk mathematically. It's not worth it. Like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Fucking Ontario. <laughs> Jesus. <Yeah. clears throat> Ugh. Yeah, and I actually know some people that wanted to go fight with uh, with the Kurds against ISIS. Now that's commendable. Right. That's some good shit. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. What do you think about Trudeau's response? Did he say anything? No, no, no. it's just all platitude. Yeah, he didn't say anything. No. Yeah. <laughs> just, just. We're doing everything, and don't worry about anything. And he's like, "No, but what about this?" <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I, I've never actually liked Trudeau. I was quite happy that I didn't have to vote for him, right? Was that uh, we vote green? Yeah, yeah, we all vote green here. Yeah, everyone votes green, and we sent our PM back, Elizabeth May. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I uh, think they have one seat, and it's us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they might have two now. Right, right. I kind of like the green because they're like just conservative enough. <laughs> yeah, they're ju- yeah they're conservative and they're just classic liberals. Right, but I voted NDP. <laughs> well, I also tend to vote NDP, but uh, um, not here because Elizabeth May is is such a legit politician. I like her. Right, and uh, I like the platform enough. Yeah, how long has she been in Maybe office? Uh, I don't know, but she's been. That's a good question. How long? Are you are you young Jamieing that? Elizabeth may have been in office. Uh, she's leader of the Green Party, 2011. Wow. She became the first member of Parliament. First member of the Green Party in Parliament. Mm-hmm. Mm, cool. She was re-elected October nineteenth, twenty fifteen, in the Saanich Islands region. All Green Party member to win a seat. Okay, so there's not two. Just there. Not bad. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna make a coffee and have a cigarette, and then uh, cool. we'll be back. So for listeners, I'm hitting a pause button. You won't even notice anything happened. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to check out some videos that I have saved on the YouTube for this moment. Sorry, this computer's slow. Live show. 
Uh, it was the show. Didn't mean to do that. Oh, this is a pretty funny little video by the Jimmy Dore show. I'm going to share it. It's only two minutes long while we're waiting for Ashton. If you write anything on your computer, you need to get Grammarly. I write pretty much all day. All right, so we're here at the Hillary Clinton book signing in Pasadena, California. This is the end of the line. They say she's not popular, but look at this line. Look at the people in line to meet Hillary Clinton. They look like normal people. We're here at the Vroman's Bookstore in Pasadena, California. Hillary Clinton, the loser of the 2016 election, she lost a hard battle to uh, game show host Donald Trump. And she wrote a book about it, and the people here are here, to, they're gonna meet her. Hello, hello. People out with the sun umbrellas. Sun, I see a sun umbrella. Look, there's more people. Right, okay. And so she makes a big case for Russia uh, in the election, making having an influence. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think today's events have shown that that is going to bear to be true. With Mike Flynn admitting that he lied about Mike Flynn admitting that he lied no. and uh, yeah. striking a plea deal. You're here. Yeah. Right. I was just uh, showing everyone how much Hillary Clinton sucks while you were gone. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. You just have to watch it for a little bit. Yeah. Did you want to get uh, closer to the mic or maybe turn it up a bit? How's that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, much better. Okay, cool. Okay, so, uh, just showing everyone a little Jimmy Dore. You know, the, <laughs> my, my favorite lefty. Yeah. Moment. So, our final thing tonight, what I wanted to do, was just kind of have a random conversation about communism. Because, <clears> um, <throat> For a few reasons, actually. A, it's uh, in the mainstream media a lot right now. It's getting fire and support, both. Uh, B, it's really pervaded academics, which is interesting, considering its history. And when I was younger, specifically grade 11, grade 12, I was really like getting into history, like nerd level. And... Um, yeah. Uh... What am I trying to say? I guess I was into it. <laughs> I like, because it's, I guess for people who have like a, a big heart or whatever, compassionate people, it's it's alluring, right? It's like all utopian and it's it makes you think like, you know, every, it's going to give everyone a chance or whatever and no one's left behind. And uh, you see in reality around you, the people that are left behind growing up your entire life, you're put in school. Well, I was, my school was not like, it was not like any classes were like, uh, were separated of living. I mean, like not like the rich kids were away from the poor kids. Everyone was in the same school. <laughs> yeah. Like I was in the same classes with people from kindergarten to grade 12, like, and right. all the other same people were in my school, same 600 kids. We all grew up together. So, hmm. Yeah, it's, I don't know. But, uh... Yeah. It plays on... Oh, yeah, it rushed to an interesting point there, which is... That's super alluring, right? Because you don't want anyone to be left behind. And that's sort of a, the... That's what gets you. Yeah, right. So, anyways, my history teacher actually mentioned that when he was in university, it uh, was very appealing to him. But as he got older, he realized... 
well, especially from learning history, that it looks great on paper, but in reality, it it doesn't take some things into consideration. And right. and that's actually where I'm going to start off here. Um, so this is loosely paraphrased, but it's from the work of Karl Marx. But Marx thinks that specialization in the workforce makes the econ economy extremely efficient. And he took that note from the uh, extreme efficiency of capitalism, of the private sector in capitalism. Uh, there's so much left over, you could feed the entire country, was his note of modern capitalism. So yeah. Marx was actually a German, which I'm, I could Damn be Germans. wrong on this point, but uh, Germany was, was always a hyperproductive economy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so here, here's, part, here's my stance on quite industrious. Yeah, but here's here's my stance on that take. I think this is where it immediately loses credibility. Is that if there's no capitalist levels of production, there aren't those spoils to share, anyways. So yeah. so that's like that's a big factor, I would think, in why it never works because it's so hopeful. That it doesn't consider mm. the fact <laughs> that the the factories will not be as productive anymore because the manager and the owner are getting paid the same as a guy with no like experience. It's just like the reward systems are not met, and eventually yeah. there's bread lines, and then the <laughs> the the actual nutrition's aren't met, and that's when societies get crazy. Well, and when the USSR were first implementing some of this uh some of the crazy policies that they did in ukraine they tasked um the so basically they cleared out all of the wealthy peasants and then tasked the new peasants the new sort of class there uh to produce more grain than they even ever had under a capitalist so they were like tasked under you know pain of punishment to produce more grain than they'd ever seen in one place at one time so <laughs> the reason that those restrictions were put is because they had to minimize people's choices on whether or not they wanted to uh, participate within the food industry so the, the entire, I don't know, the entire thing eventually becomes messy because the, one of the beautiful things about capitalism, in my eyes at least, is that it's what naturally occurs when you leave humans alone. So it doesn't require a huge amount of monitoring, right? Like if you naturally leave groups of humans alone, they trade and barter, and that's a, a form of capitalism, not worldwide, cap not worldwide communism. Um, so that's very instinctual is you give me that, I'll give you this. And so as soon as you start trying to have a third party or, you know, someone in a distant land moderating any part of that, it becomes hard to do. So there's a reason why cash is still used on trade deals and stuff. You know, it's like one of the most, um, basic and longstanding traditions that humans have ever had is to try to value something. And there's, you know, several things that money is required to do, um, or sorry, that is required of money in order for it to be effective. 
but the first money we think was uh, seeds, because one of the one of the things that is required is that it be small enough to transport easily. So seeds are something easy with a form of value, and then you can have different seeds worth different things and uh, carry them in your pouches, right? So that would be a form of currency. Iron rods or metal rods, like tiny metal uh, cylindrical things were quite popular for a long time. So as soon as you start trying to have someone in a city thousands of miles away send someone over to those two people trading seeds and then make sure that there's an even split between them is you're instantly uh it's instantly more difficult so that's one of the reasons too that things get so out of hand is there's instantly another huge barrier you have to cross and that's combating a very uh a very old and easy way to interact with wealth Yes, yeah, and a uh, little, little off topic, like I'm going to take a, just jump to another point, I guess not really off topic, but yeah, there were signs in the Ukraine, okay, after they killed kill all the farmers, they literally had signs, to, I think that's the proper use, of like warning people not to eat their children, that's how fucking bad it got in the Ukraine, yeah, when the Soviet Union collapsed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> that, would have never, that doesn't happen if you leave farmers alone. No, it does not. Exactly. Just leave the guy so farmers alone. alone. They farm things and try to trade up in wealth. Hey, uh, are you running any background programs? Anything else besides? Uh, yeah, actually, now that you mentioned that. You should kill them. <laughs> I'm killing. Oh, we just reached six, six, six megabytes. That's how big this podcast is. Hail Satan, <laughs> dude! I, I meant to save a video for. Uh... Oh, I think it's actually on. Yeah, my metal channel. Accident. Mm. It's like even hearing it is worth it, dude. It's like this guy who trolls news stories. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sick. Fucker right in the pussy. <laughs> yeah, and I know we're supposed to be doing like a uh, talk about communism, but this just came to mind, and I think uh, anyone could use a break from political stuff. I I might not even be able to find this. Thank God there's no screen capture on now because I'm clicking around like an idiot. <laughs> uh, I guess not. I thought I found some dank videos. <laughs> Check the other account. Ashton, you got a story for us about uh, Russia while I'm looking here? A story about Russia? About, uh, well, the USSR. Oh, um, about something to do with about, the uh, maybe, rise of the USSR. Maybe. Uh, um, well, maybe, one thing maybe, that I okay, found yes, pretty funny is that, not funny because it's all tragic, but... Uh, it, yeah, tragic is the right word, not funny. Um, was that Vladimir Lenin on his deathbed to uh, Trotsky said, whatever happens, don't let Stalin become, don't let Stalin uh, assume leadership. Like, so the, the founder, the instant, you know, the 
Lenin, the founder of the USSR, you know, the, the big cheese of the time, leader of the revolution, um, was like, yeah, that guy will derail this entire thing and kill millions of people. Yeah. Smelt him out right away. And, uh, and lo and behold, so a lot of people know that, um, not a lot of people know a whole lot about Stalin. I sure don't. I'm not super educated on the matter. But I do know that uh, uh, his wife died when he was like 22 or something. And he had a quote uh, as he was leaving the church, which was something like, uh, with my wife died all uh, compassion I have for the human race or something like that. Right. Um, so it's easy to see how that led to uh, the... Uh, bone-chilling and world-renowned uh, quote of uh, a single death is a tragedy, a million is a statistic. Right, yeah. He, he was also, I'm going to paraphrase, quoted as saying, uh, death is a great solution. No man, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> that was, that's a, I'm pretty sure that's the quote, so actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's direct. No man, no problem. Yeah, no man, no problem. problem. So, so yeah. Stalin is actually from Georgia. Right, yeah, yeah. Georgian. He, did, he didn't even speak Russian initially. And, um, yeah. So he was actually more like a Middle Eastern warlord than, than anything. Like that style, that archetype. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, on the wife thing. So it gets worse, dude. Uh, I don't know how how much longer later, but it was during like the revolution. Um, he was at dinner with his wife and a bunch of other people at someone's house, and he was flirting with everyone's wives, and you know, like just doing the what warlords do, I guess. Yeah. And his wife called him out on his politics in front of everyone. Went up in the bathroom, wrote a note calling him out on his politics and shit, and shot her head off. Just blew her brains out. Oh wow! Then <laughs> two wives, <laughs> one killed herself. Yeah. yeah, it's like things just went downhill for that fucker. Yeah, it sucks. He and, went straight to, uh, yeah, straight to hell. Yeah, and he got his notoriety from, uh, like, well, he got his in with the communist, with the Democratic Socialist Party, uh, by robbing banks and shit. He was he was crazy. Wow. Yeah. 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 He would rob banks to help fund the revolution. He would hide revolutionaries in his house and like. Yeah, he was just ruthless the entire time, though. It's no wonder things felt to shit. Yeah. Um, his son said and, he never felt loved by his father, ever. Yeah. <clears throat> and the one thing, too, that I also find interesting about communism and the people here, that always... Uh, I mean, socialism is different, in my opinion, or, like, healthy doses of socialism. It's not necessarily what we're talking about. There's a huge amount Ashton, you're, uh, you're getting all glitchy from time to time like a transformer. Is there is there some stuff running there? Do you have Ableton on or anything? Nope. Hmm. Nothing like that. It could be it could be my internet too, I don't know. It's not it's not very okay. often, it's not a huge deal. Like, okay, well I'll uh continue. A lot of uh, people that defend communism here sort of uh really hope for it. One of the things they always say is to ignore the USSR is an example or something like that. Right? That wasn't real communism. Um, so you have to look for different examples. So if you provide any example and every example that usually goes south, I mean, Cuba 
is an interesting argument. People maintain on the right side of things that it's a failed state, and people on the left maintain that it's like a, a glorious con. You completely dropped out, my friend. I can't hear you. Well, Ashton's not here right now. Um, Paul might have dropped. I do apologize if that. Yes, the connection was lost on the call. I'm just going to give Ashton a quick call back. That's all. Oh, god damn it. One second here, folks. I'll pause it so there's no waiting for you. I was talking about uh, um, arguing with communists now, right? And how they'll say um, uh, the past is different because that was then. Everyone's wrong. We'll do it right. Uh, they point to Cuba as an example, but usually. Cuba is sort of an isolated case because it's so small and due to its location, and it's sort of like a capitalist communist system, not necessarily the communist utopia. So that's it's doing all right as an independent state. Um, there are some things that I find about it to be kind of you know ghastly, but uh, some people think it's great and go there. Um, so every time it's been implemented, usually, you know, 99.99% of the time, it's catastrophic. So people, uh, communists often don't like to say that um, we should even acknowledge the past and we should just look towards the future. Um, uh, but it's interesting because then when you push them, they usually seem quite timid on, uh, or not timid maybe, but they seem quite... I have strong disagreements with them about human nature. So uh, they often will be <laughs> incredibly lazy individuals that don't work industrious, monetizing, you know, civilization driving occupations. Um, and they demand uh, equal disbursement of wealth um, and that everyone would work hard while they're already not working hard. So if you think you just, you know, and then when you often point out that right now we can't move towards that system due to human nature um, dr dramatically, we would have to do it slowly um, because, you know, we're so consumed by capitalist propaganda that um, we would have to move towards communism very slowly. And I can sort of get behind that, but I'm also skeptical because even then, very slowly for humans is not anything compared to how long the fundamental evolution of capitalism has been going on for, right? So even if it's a hundred years in the future, that's still really nothing compared to how long humans have used um, a barter system, which is basically the skeletal system used on con with capitalism. Uh, communism would be <clears throat> heavy interference with that individual to individual trading system and ultimate free market would be no one does anything about that uh, operation.
Right. So um, it's very interesting to try to actually argue with them because normally you can't get any sort of rational um, present step forward out of them because the only thing their arguments are reduced to is, yeah, but bad stuff happens under capitalism. And then we need to change that. But the solutions they propose are either solutions we know don't work and they still hold on to them, like um, like seizure of wealth. Some people still think that's a good idea. Like if we're going to do communism, we should do it tomorrow and we should seize everyone's wealth and then redistribute it. Yeah. And like... <laughs> Just tear it you all know. down at once, right? Why not? Yeah. So if uh, if anyone out there is listening knows someone who thinks like that, I'd love to have them on because I, I want to understand how you how you think that's a good idea. Um, but I've seen that loosely in internet forums, and there's just some very radical propositions that, like I said, have been tried in human history, and every time they're tried, it just results in uh, like a butchery, a destabilization of countries and then a slow reversion back to capitalism except it's under the table so it's a corrupt form of capitalism yeah yeah like russia right now yeah uh, uh what i like about canada is it's kind of like we're like no you really need capitalism but we don't really want to leave everyone behind so how about yeah there's some smart things we yeah, can do so some access to welfare it's fairly easy in canada a lot of conservatives yeah. hate that, but I've seen it by people who have needed it and who have not both, but still. I'd rather it be there for the people who needed it and some people who didn't need it take advantage than it not be there at all. Yeah. It'd be too hard to get access to. Uh, free healthcare, I am currently a huge fan and receiver <laughs> of free healthcare. Uh, and people will complain about the wait times, but it's not bad. Not in British Columbia, anyways. Yeah, not if... Uh... It's funny, like, they, as an argument against free healthcare, they say sometimes you have to wait a bit. And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait a week instead of paying 10 grand. Yeah, and I I'll know I'm not months. in a major city, and I'm sure there's insane wait times in, like, Toronto and Vancouver, etc. But. Yeah. Uh, there's also private operations. Yeah, exactly. That's one we thing we have the option. That I do enjoy is that we have both, right? It's not like you. In some, in a, like a hardcore communist society, you wouldn't be allowed to go to an independent healthcare practitioner. That's in like the ultimate, most hardcore form of communist would be all government mandated healthcare, right? Yeah, because every every service would be a government branch, and they uh, take over the press per, like every time, right? It always happens. Yeah, well, yeah. it's inevitable because every like I said, like every, the whole, I think, you know, the Marxian idea was that everyone is the government so that every institution everywhere all the time is the one party of government. So that means that um, as soon as the government gets into power, the first guys they're going to look at are the big players in terms of uh, info spreading like media. So, yeah, I think it's one of the most inevitable things about uh, communism. And, you know, hardcore fascism as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Germany's inflation was insane. Yeah. During the Well, that was a socialist nationalist movement. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, it's just humans being radical and trying to control others, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is. Do you want to yeah. throw that mic on the guitar in the guitar stand? I think it's moving, and that's what's causing the fizzy. That's oh, on the table. Oh, it's not moving. Uh, no, the table. Every once in a while, does this. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. I'll try to refrain from sitting on or leaning on the table. <laughs> it's actually not a huge deal. Like uh, we we can still hear everything you're saying. Just sometimes cuts cool. out for a second and back in. Yeah, I'm sitting in the uh, sitting in the kitchen. Sitting in the kitchen. Oh yeah, are the are the dining table area? Are the people not around? The others? No, not right now. Okay, right on. But I, I gotta go in a little bit here and get ready for uh, open mic tonight. Oh shit! Oh, I wish I was on island. I come hang out. I'm actually pretty awake tonight. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll get do it next time. Yeah, you're doing it every every Saturday this Saturday. Month. Okay. That's cool. Uh, Jaden from Solvent is hosting one tomorrow night. I'm going to go to that, see what it is. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, oh, uh, yeah. I think uh, I'm pretty good on this episode. That was that was great. I don't know how long this is right now, but uh, I feel like I got a lot off my chest real fast, and uh, cool. I'm really looking forward to doing this podcast a lot more actually it's i mean that was so easy it's just everything came out yeah it's great mm-hmm. easy to do yeah very much so not not searching for anything to say i mean i could probably go for another hour but uh seeing as how i have to upload this and everything i'll just i'm gonna share this on reddit tonight and see what we can do i like how it's like yeah. meta like the listeners are hearing our plans right now <laughs> <laughs> um okay so Thanks for listening, anyone who listened. Right? Right, Ashton? Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you for listening. Yeah, very much. Uh, I think this, this type of podcast is, I'll speak for myself, but I think it's definitely like my biggest dream is to do something where I can just talk about anything that's happening or anything I think is funny or random shit in my life. There's no real like <clears throat> central topic. Yeah. <laughs> makes it fun yeah All I right. know I agree yeah yep so uh, the website's gonna be up tomorrow uh, tomorrow being Sunday uh, what <clears> else <throat> this is gonna be on SoundCloud just look for the Darkest Corner podcast on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Spotify <clears throat> uh, but on YouTube and Facebook it'll be up tomorrow or tonight actually tonight I'm gonna do it right now and uh yeah, so I'm going to need some kind of an outro, a regular outro to, to make it comfortable. Yeah. Let's come up with some kind of a tagline. What should we say at the end of every episode? Oh, God. Uh, drink Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Made with real ginger. Yeah, and uh, what do I want to say? <laughs> it's it's tough, you know, because I don't yeah. want to... Well, I want to say that I hope nobody was offended by this episode and that they don't think we're driven by any particular stance, especially when we were talking about communism. We're more so just kind of like trying to figure this shit out together. And uh, 
And that's what this podcast is too. Yeah. So a bit of fun and a bit of searching through our brains. Okay. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube for clips. And uh, we'll get a Patreon going soon. So maybe you can fund our studio listeners. And if you know anyone or you yourself strongly disagree with any of the things we're going over or you have uh, something you feel like you want to uh, chime in on, just get a hold of me on Facebook, Charles Ashton Hale Bachman or uh, Carrie Hooper, Carrie Hooper. Yeah. If you're listening, you probably know where to do that because um, uh, we'd love to, to learn together with people who come from different sides. You know. Hail Satan.